Popsicle Shore. Was Joseph Smith a lizard person? You're listening to Mormon and the Meth Head. <laughs> if you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and Joseph Reed are friends. Listen to them talking to Mike. We are not actually answering that question on today's episode. I just, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, I could do this. Ask me if I've ever seen Train Spotting. Why did I bring that up earlier? I wanted to talk about Train Spotting, and I thought it was going to be a movie that you hadn't seen because your first rated R movie was what? Well, this so uh, we were on the Never Seen It podcast, and they uh, and I said it was Alien. Which is, is kind of true, but it's <laughs> it's just a better story. Yeah. No one wants the the true version of the first R-rated movie that, that I saw, which was just like, uh, my dad rented Patriot Games <laughs> and, and didn't know, he thought it was PG-13, and we watched like 10 minutes of it, and my mom said, this is rated R, and my dad was like, no, it's not, and then she said, yes, it is, and then he like got up off the couch and looked at the the box Holy he shit. picked up he like walked over to the tv and looked at the box and saw it was rated r and he just stood there for a minute like what are you in this situation? like he was trying to decide if i'm gonna keep he was like he was probably if i hadn't been there he would have just kept watching yeah but because he had to like he was like put the, the vhs tape back <laughs> in the box and grumpily drove back to blockbuster um uh but uh i so i have seen a few Rated R movies, yes, but like when I was, but I felt sh- like embarrassed or bad about all of them, right? Like Alien was the first rated R movie that, that I watched have- as an adult. I was like 26 years old and I uh, and I was like, I have decided now that I'm no longer going to live by this rule. I'm going to watch R-rated movies now. And I started with Alien and then just binged. I just, I just, I want, I just watched R-rated movies all day long, all night. It was great. It was wonderful. But of the R-rated movies that I had seen, <laughs> that is the like, worst one. It's the worst. It was Train Spotting and Jesus. Saw, and I saw, I saw Saw. Both Saw's of them, gross. both of them were at Kelly Cahill's house. She's a bad, she's a bad influence, and her parents should have paid more attention. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> But I think I was like hanging out one night with a bunch of people from uh, my improv team in high school, (laughs) my high school improv team. And we uh, we were just hanging out. And then Jason showed up and was like, like Saul was still in theaters, but his uncle was a bootlegger (laughs) and he had a bootleg copy. I don't know. uh, Somehow he had a bootleg copy of Saul and um they put everyone was so excited and I got quiet because I was like, I'm not supposed to watch. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I decided I was going to have my um, Mormon moment, like my new era moment where I stand up in front of all my friends and say, I'm sorry, but I just can't watch this movie with you guys. I'm going to go upstairs and 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 color while oh you God. guys watch this. And then they all would have. uh respected my standards and god would have loved me more i was ready i was ready to do it but then mary wilson who i was enamored with 
and who I couldn't get the time of day from, she grabbed my arm. She wrapped her little arms around my arm and kind of like cuddled up close to me and said, I hope it's not scary. <laughs> and I was like, well, it looks like I'm watching this movie now. <laughs> I'm not mo This she had never touched me before. She had never touched was Mary me. Mary Wilson was a girlfriend that wouldn't kiss you, right? Yeah. <laughs> So I would settle for just touching my arm. Yeah, this is like a this third is before, base. This is third yeah. base with Mary. This is before. This is before we dated, though. This but is her mom doesn't find you a threat. A threat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's same one. No wonder. <laughs> uh, had she known how reckless you were about rated R movies, yeah. then she would have been scared. Yeah, told you, Joanne. Anyway, Mary held on to my arm, and I tried to watch the ceiling for the entire movie. I just stared upwards because I thought that then, like, God wouldn't be mad. I was oh. like, I'm just, I couldn't leave her alone to be scared, yeah. uh, Heavenly Father. <laughs> I, had to, I had to stay, but don't worry. I averted my virgin eyes and made sure they were locked on Kelly's ceiling. So who was holding your arm during train spotting? No one. I think we were all dead. Uh, we were all just depressed. I think that was like a day. It was like a holiday off of school or we were all skipping school. But it was something like it was daytime and Kelly's parents weren't home. And we had been hanging out for a while. And then we like went to Blockbuster and we got train spotting. There's a whole group of us. We come home. We watch train spotting. And uh, it's just immediately there's a man swimming through shit. He's just <laughs> swimming. It's just swimming in, and it's the grossest thing I'd ever seen. This is everything that they told me R-rated movies would be. They're just like, oh, you, you, I know your friends make R-rated movies seem cool, but it's just people drowning in poop. It's, it's filth. It's disgusting. And I was like, well, this is a little gross. I get that it's like supposed to be surreal, but it's still pretty <laughs> gross. Like, and that's where the movie started. That was we start right there, and uh, I think so. Then we got to a point where uh, the baby died. <laughs> the baby died, and somebody fires up a spoon for the, the grieving mom, and I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, I was yeah. so sick. And I and I finally like got the courage to say to my friends, "Can we just stop watching this?" And <laughs> and I was like nervous to say it, but every single person was like, "Yeah, can we please let's stop?" Oh. And, like within a second, it, we were on to something else. Everyone was super shocked. We were our 16, 17 year old minds weren't ready for train spotting. God, I can't believe. So the first time I watched it, I was fifteen when it first came out, and uh, <laughs> I was like, I was too young to see Train Spot yeah. really. And you were like, Oh, really? <laughs> uh, hold my spoon. <laughs> I was. Uh... <laughs> mm, excuse me, that I was, was a good 15 one. Fifteen, watching it with my tweaker mom, who just the whole time was like, "Yeah, that's fucking junkies." <laughs> there is like is this, a uh, uh, this hierarchy. This. Um, the kind of uh, not camaraderie. What's the opposite of that? Just this thing between junkies and tweakers. You know, they both a rivalry. Yeah, a rivalry. Is it you so, in your stand-up? You make fun of heroin users. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, it just I never. I don't underststand it. And when I moved to Delaware, they're all junkies. And uh, so junkie specifically means heroin. heroin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
A lot of people don't know that. So I don't, yeah, I didn't know. If that. you look at my YouTube comments, there's a lot of me getting called a junkie whore, and I'm like, uh, tweaker <laughs> whore. Thank you yeah, very why much. Did, why don't you get it right? <laughs> um, and some people think it's just anyone that shoots up, but uh, junkies are are heroin addicts, and all my fr- like most of my friends in recovery were heroin addicts. So your mom tweaking, <laughs> tweak my mom, mom tweaking while here. I'm watching this hardcore drug movie, because uh, that dead babies through the whole movie. And, uh, like, the chick dreams about it and stuff. The baby ends up in the toilet at one point, too. No, yeah. what? The, this what? movie's so dark and morbid. The baby in yeah. that same shit toilet from the beginning? Yeah, like, in a dream sequence or something that I think Fuck. leads to someone getting clean or dying or, I don't know, like, the movie's kind of a blur. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. Clean or dying. Some uh, climax. I can't tell if it was, I can't remember if it was a happy ending or a sad ending, but it did end. <laughs> I am not currently still watching the same movie. Uh, but yeah, I just remember my mom being like, yep, fucking junkies. Uh, their houses are always that dirty. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking around your house like, mom. My house is very clean because my mom was high as fuck. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I guess I still have the same misconceptions about tweakers and junkies. Yeah. Tweakers have uh, very, very organized. Trying to educate group. this world. Mm. Change it. Another R-rated movie I saw was Basketball Diaries. That was in a, that was at the night of prom. I went. I had asked. What's I'd with gotten you special and fucking heroin movies. I don't know that one. I was trapped. I couldn't. I had gone to. I was a junior, but I went to prom with this senior girl, and I really thought we were gonna kiss. Uh, and uh, it did. She like kissed me on my forehead, and then like <laughs> went to sleep. And I had gotten special permission from my Wait, parents. What do you to mean have went a, to sleep? I mean, she... Did you stay in a hotel room on no, prom night? No, I got special. I had to beg my parents to let me spend the night at some other kid's house after prom. Where a whole... It was like a whole big group. Like, we got a limo together. And these are all seniors, and I'm, and I'm right. a junior. So I felt, like, awkward. Like, I didn't belong the whole time. Uh, but I didn't care because I got to go to prom with Suzanne Brundage. And I was like, hoo, 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 hoo. And I and I and, and like I fantasized about how we were going to kiss or something at, uh, after prom. And that's why I wanted to make sure I had permission to spend Stay the night. Out. I also didn't want to be the one loser who had to go home. I can't. Don't you understand how terrible that will be, mom? Come on. <laughs> so we are all in the basement together like and all the couples are like paired off like on that couch or that couch and like me and suzanne are like sitting on the floor and like under a blanket together and we're kind of cuddling a little bit and we're like in front of this tv and um she she kissed me on my she i made her laugh i made her laugh i said a joke she laughed said you're so cute kissed me on my forehead and I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll kiss her on her cheek next. And I was like, oh, thanks, you're cute too. And then I kissed her on her cheek. And then she said, okay, good night. <laughs> and then and then rolled over, like turned her was back towards me. No, no. No. She turned her back towards me and then just went to sleep. And I laid there awake all night, all night long because I, I, I was a bunch. I mean, I was like in my own head. I was worried about oversleeping because I had to go like shoot a movie with Nick the next morning. Something oh my like. god! And then plus, like people on the couch behind me were like fucking. Oh <laughs> so, my and god! I, and they definitely thought everyone else was asleep. And I could not find. I had no idea where the TV remote was. Oh. And 
all that what was on TV directly in front of me, a TV that I could not find any, I couldn't find a button to turn it off. I look, I couldn't find anything to change the channel. There was nothing. And it was just showing me Leonardo DiCaprio getting molested by a basketball coach and then shooting up heroin. And I was like, this night has been hard enough. Can I just, yeah. I hate prom. <laughs> I don't want to be here. My mom was right. Mama told me not to go. Mama said, Mama said. Uh, <laughs> my senior year, when I actually, when I went to my real prom, I, I, with. You talk about you talked about uh uh um uh, what's that clockwork clockwork orange <laughs> clockwork orange I kept wanting to say Orange County <laughs> I was like you talked about that that Jack Black comedy you talked about clockwork orange that's what it felt like I just couldn't <laughs> I could not look away I was just staring it just getting deeper and deeper into this I was like does this when's this movie gonna get happy. I thought they were going to be playing for the state championship <laughs> and writing diary entries about it. Oh, damn it. I like that I made you feel so confident about cracking your knuckles that you just cracked them into a microphone, which what? I was wearing headphones to. I so... You did not make me confident about cracking 12 my hours ago, not even 12 hours ago, I was like, I like the sound of you cracking your knuckles. And you're like, oh, I'm self-conscious about it. And now you're like into the microphone you just cracked your knuckles with the microphone while i had my that, how's that sound? sound okay i don't know if i've got any more oh you like that baby you like that do you oh yeah all right here go the Crack toes it. oh i can oh. those haven't been cracked in a while i can get Right already. All right already. <laughs> oh shit! You're ridiculous. Wait, is lizard person correct? Or is it reptilian? No. Over what am I supposed what? to? What? What you say all the time that you say reptiles, Rep and when then when I correct you, just because pe people don't they think you're talking about reptiles <laughs> that i'm like it's reptilians and you're like it's a thing that doesn't exist either way and i'm like yeah no i get it. i just like the connotation people know what reptilians are and you're like do you think he's a reptile well but do, it's do you a... think he's an amphibian <laughs> do you think he's cold-blooded i don't know why they call them reptilians though because what the aliens told me was that they're parasites that everyone playing on earth you have different you have different races of beings on earth but that all of the creators on earth all the the humans that are creating this reality they create reality with their minds but what is known as reptilians are a parasitic species race of beings and they cannot create reality here with their thoughts like their thoughts are not creative they're not gods so they have to trick people 
that are actually gods into creating the reality for them. So what they do is they are all the ones in power mm-hmm. and they subtly get humans to complain about their power and reinforce this belief in their power so that people are always bitching about the 1%, 1% are the reptilians and the 1% are only the, the pa- 1%. The parasites. The parasites, yeah. That, uh, I was just saying, that's good propaganda on their part. That's, uh, no one's going to like you if you're named the parasites, but we're <laughs> saying they're just, that's good PR. But I just don't want to keep playing into their game. All right. Let's, I'll, uh, what, uh, I'll, I'll rephrase the question. Was Joseph Smith a parasite? <laughs> words are important. The words we use are important. Go on. Uh, <laughs> So what happens when you are bitching about, this is all from the premise that these that this exists, but when you are bitching about the 1% just keeps getting richer and we're poor and everything's great for them and everything's horrible for us is just imagine that you are uh, magic and you are God and you're on a planet. Like, God, that would be a great movie plot that you just have a planet full of gods creating reality. But as long as you don't let them know that they are creating the reality, you use their minds, use them as a host to create bomb ass realities for you. It's fucking brilliant. So that's where yeah, the mind Are you control. talking about the Matrix? <laughs> I want to see. I want to sketch now where where uh, <laughs> Jessa just Jessa sits down with movie studios and pitches amazing ideas for movies that have already been made. <laughs> I think that all the time. I'm like, I'm I'm working on this one show, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, uh, you should watch more TV. <laughs> If you insist on working in this industry, you're like, What about advertising men in the sixties? <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> hold on though. The matrix was about them being batteries. Yeah. They're being batteries, but they also were, uh, they were creating this reality. Like, like Neo could make, when Neo re- opened up his mind, he could change, you know, he could bend the spoon because there is no spoon, right? Like right. you can, you can, uh, make that reality anything you want and be the most powerful because Neo was then the most powerful person in that reality. Right. But he was asleep before that and, and, uh, uh, playing along with the rules so that the, that those parasites could live off of him. They were using him as a battery or whatever, rather than creating a kick-ass, uh, world where they're the 1%. Are you saying, is the is the are the one percent all reptile or pa- reptilian? I mean parasites. They're reptilians. <laughs> reptilian just means parasite. I mean it doesn't. I mean it but... doesn't. <laughs> it's synonymous. But, but they also don't exist. So let's just go on. Let's just keep going. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's also not synonymous. You know that, right? <laughs> In this context. In this context. Okay. All right. The I, the reason that they got named reptilians had something to do with uh, because they're cold blooded, which mm-hmm. I don't fully understand either. But the way that the aliens are taken, and this is you have to understand, this is like two thousand. Nobody talked about reptilians. Like mm-hmm. I, this was crazy talk, and now everyone has heard of it. And they Donald Rumsfeld has 
denied being one. This is the first thing we ever talked about. Yep. Have we? I went home from Big Sky and I looked up that Donald Rumsfeld video. Yeah. <laughs> to hear the, uh, wait, did he not? He never denied it, right? He or does he finally say something at the end? No, he never acknowledges yeah. it. It's weird. But you gotta. I feel like he's got no. I can see why you wouldn't want to. I can see a human reason for why he wouldn't want to acknowledge because it's a, a crazy fucking question from a from a jackass stand-up comedian. comedian so, I'm not even going to dignify with a response. Right. George Bush did acknowledge the reptilian conspiracy, though, in like the 2000s. While and, he was in office, mm-hmm. he did. So, like, nine uh, eleven was, according to to this line of thinking, was that the people were starting to wake up. That there was like this mass awakening of people. I don't think this was aliens. I think this was this is part of the reptilian mm-hmm. agenda. Mm-hmm. I, some of this stuff is cloudy, but this made sense to me. That people were starting to wake up from the illusion of reality and that 9-11 was a way to push people back into like a spiral of fear and division and it definitely did that i mean it was definitely and so it was an inside job uh inside the parasite job in order to keep people in yeah man i just a quick google search okay i was like because i looked up george bush reptilian and one of the first things that comes up is an, a headline that says, A band of reptile humanoids may be responsible for history's greatest tragedies. <laughs> I wish they didn't say humanoid. Okay, so another reptilian <laughs> That's uh, what you wish. agenda thing is that RH negative blood is... Oh, yeah. Okay. So the the Rahusis, I guess. I don't know how to. You know how you like read words on the internet and yeah, then you yeah. never learn how to pronounce them because you've never heard anyone say. Yeah. Do you say? Do you say Reese's pieces or Reese's pieces? When you the the can't re, re, do you say do you say Reese Reese's peanut butter chocolate cup or Reese's peanut butter Reese's? You say Reese's Reese's, Reese's I think Reese's. Mm-hmm. I say Rahusis. Rahusis. <laughs> <laughs> Rahusis pooses. Every that's just <laughs> you can. That's how you could tell uh, that uh, you're from the same state as me. Is if you also say rahusis pooses. Oh Strange God. regional dialect that we have. Also, none of us have Rh negative blood. <laughs> R-H-U-E-S-U-S. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, so this monkey blood. (laughs) God, you sound so sane. This antigen that that is we have in common with monkeys is is one of the things that proves evolution from from monkeys. And it's this antigen in people's blood, but some people don't have it. And there's just no explanation for why some people don't have it. And those people have RH negative blood. I have RH negative blood. The reptilian conspiracy theorists believe that that blood type are like that. The parasites are native to earth. 
They just aren't creative beings on earth. Okay. And so they're, uh, they haven't evolved. They're just reptilians, although they've mixed in with creative beings and that people who have RH negative blood are part reptilian. So I am a Syrian, Syrian as in star system, not country. Okay. uh, Rip Syrian reptilian hybrid. I think if I remember correctly from, uh, I have to get my, 23 and me uh, extra <laughs> terrestrial <laughs> edition done but if i remember correctly that's what i am so they are uh if you get pregnant and you are rep and you are reptilian you get pregnant and you're rh negative you and you have an rh positive baby and the blood mixes with your blood Next, which can happen in labor, and you don't get this shot because they have like a shot that they give me. Um, the next time you have a baby, if it's RH positive, your body will have built up antibodies to it and kill the baby or like render it blind or whatever, like attack it. And so it's very interesting that the RH negative, we talked a little bit about it because it's like mostly Basque, Bosque. Basque? <laughs> yeah. That was here in Idaho, right? Basque, yeah, there's like here they've got a Basque fest. Reptilians. Yeah. Uh, They're all reptilians. They're all RH negative. (laughs) It's the highest population of RH negative people are the Basque. Basque. Mm -hmm. Like blonde hair, blue eyes. It's weird. They could all. I just, again, Google searching stuff and coming up with terrifying results. What'd you get now? Just blood of the gods. (laughs) Uh, And. Humans with blood type ABRH negative belong to the reptilian lineage and green leaf seer. What? So I found out about this because I was uh, high on meth one day and it popped into my head. What I... the fuck is this doing on LinkedIn? Do people on LinkedIn <laughs> talk about this? Why did... I thought I was going to go to a conspiracy theorist website and it's just link... LinkedIn. Hey... Like, do you put that on your on your resume? I'm ABRH negative, just so you know. <laughs> that article was on there, or that's someone's bio. It's I on article. I didn't. Yeah, it's an article on LinkedIn, and maybe I'm just so out of the loop that I don't know what it, it, LinkedIn is anymore. <laughs> but I thought it was a place I, for jobs. scared college seniors to turn to. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, man. Guess it's in the collective consciousness now. Once it once this shit hits LinkedIn, it's mainstream. Still though, I was high on meth one night and it popped into my head. Oh, I bet I bet my weird blood type is alien. And so I googled RH negative alien, and the reptilian thing popped up, and I was like, makes perfect sense. I'm one of them. That's why I can see through their bullshit because they are very manipulative. Mm-hmm. And they rely on mind control. And I do think that I am uh, capable of mind control. But I definitely see mind control for what it is. I see through all of their bullshit. I got a question. Uh, in your theory also that we are all one and the universe is us. And we like, that every single person on earth is just is just one soul. It's all, it's all us. It's all you. Mm-hmm. The, are the reptilians... Us? Do they come like 
because it doesn't sound like it. And then that would mean that some of the people that we interact with are not, are not, us. are not us that they're, I play right? with, I play with this idea a lot because I feel like I know people that are enlightened that don't feel like they come from the same tribe, if you will. Like they don't feel like I like the the cut from the same energetic cloth. They 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 have like a different brand of magic. Like they have a different like a they're operating on a different like set of rules. And then you have other uh I are there different teams here playing? I wonder. I do feel like there's one more. There's more than one big ball of light. And I do feel like on other planets are other beings from other big balls of light playing games. I like that thing that the person posted on Reddit the other day with the broken egg. And it was the egg was the. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Um, it's something that I, I think about a lot. I think if there is. If there is an enemy, you mean? Because there's a sensation that there's an enemy that we're fighting against. But I think there's a huge possibility that the enemy is just an extension of ourselves with this false dichotomy to play. The reptilian thing, I don't know if I really believe that. I just think it's a funny it's a funny thing to talk about. And it's a, I like the idea. I do think I am a firm believer in stop reinforcing the power of people that you don't like to be more powerful than you. I am absolutely a fan of that. Uh, if you do not like the patriarchy or the government, I am all for standing up to that and changing it. I just don't think that the way to do that is to echo that they are very powerful. And that's just kind of my philosophy on everything in life. It's, uh, I would like to pull you down off of that throne, not talk about how powerful your throne is. So I don't like to talk about how rich the rich are. I think it makes them more rich because I do believe that we create reality with our thoughts. So I don't try to create things that don't benefit something I am behind, if that makes sense. So how do you... Um stand up to something without uh acknowledging that you're standing up to it you, like a lot of the system like the patriarchy to me is falling apart it just seems like something that's falling apart and when uh men are being awful now i just am like it to me it feels like and looks like very obviously the wicked wit like the wicked witch at the end of uh, where you pour the water on her. It's like, I'm melting. And so now when... Oh, man, that'd be a great movie. Someone should make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I just don't... If they if they try to exert power now at this point, and this has rapidly changed in the last five years, yes. but they try to exert power, I just think like, um, okay, well... This is, I guess, get it in while you can, because your time's up. Like your time's obviously up. So time's I just, up, dude. I just see it as, um, I don't, I don't know. I just think it, and that's to me what the government is. Just looks like it's imploding on itself, and because revolution is here, revolution is happening. Things are changing. They're changing fast, and it looks awful right now, but it feels 
just like revolution to me. It feels like it's happening very fast and I, and I, it's falling apart. It's falling the fuck apart. And I feel the credits rolling and I think everyone feels the credits rolling and they're afraid. But to me, it just, the trajectory of it just seems very, very positive and that it would probably feel more positive if we weren't just, uh, regurgitating uh not reinforcing if we were just re what's the fucking word i'm looking for yo i i don't know i thought reinforcing sounded good to me you mean like you you would we everyone would feel more positive about it if they stopped feeling so negative about it you know that yeah, we're if just every re, like we're just constantly talking about how powerful these these things are against us and but they're not they're not they're losing power and a lot of these crazy things that are happening right now are because these systems are crumbling right in front of us and our world is going to be better and amazing but in order to get the new thing and this is a huge thing in in manifesting reality I've learned that I'll decide I want to experience something and then the old thing falls apart and while the old thing is falling apart I will freak the fuck out because I have forgotten about the new thing that I wanted because I'm now so distracted by this thing I knew. And we have wanted things to be different for so long and they're changing, but the old thing is falling apart and it looks abs- like it looks really scary, but it just, to me, I don't know. It feels, it feels when you, when you don't buy into the day to day to day craziness and you don't time travel and don't, uh, you know, predict a, a, a civil war breaking out or whatever, like enough with the, it could be this and just, this is just a bunch of old insecure white dudes who have a generation closing in on them that doesn't believe in their fucking bullshit. They're losing their power. They're trying to exert their power. And this generation has the ability to burn the whole thing to the ground with their minds. And they're doing that. The yeah. world has changed so they're, positively in the last five years, so fucking positively that this thing is just melting. And it's like just, it's loud. Ignore, like, I don't ignore it's the, it. They're in the death throes. Yeah. It's not, it feels in, in the middle of it, it looks like the... The sky is falling. Like, you know, the the world's coming to an end. All these bad things are going to happen. Yeah. But it's just the death throes. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna seem real bad. And then, like, yeah, from we're going to get what we want out of it. The, the millennial generation is something. I, here's a, okay. So the baby boomers had this cookie cutter life and the the american dream was this thing where you married someone and then you went to work and then you got to retire and you got to do this like the millennials you wouldn't have fucking liked that anyway it lacked it was bullshit it was fake it was facade it was all the shit you wouldn't have liked anyway so be happy that they burned their bullshit down to the ground before they left and rather than be uh, mourning the loss of something you wouldn't have fucking liked anyway. Let it all burn down. We get to decide whatever we want this life to be. And it's going to be awesome. Like you are already turning the world into something amazing. This is really big picture stuff. 
and uh, I always get worried about, so this is all from the premise of creating reality and alien school and all of this stuff, okay? So if this is a video game and we are shifting to a better video game, a video game that would make the heart sing of the millennial generation, that video game is not going to be about marrying one person, getting a job, joining the union, working that job, and then retiring when you're 60 and living in the same house that you bought when you first got married. Like it's a It's going to be about the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> it might be because uh, uh, everyone's pretty into that. It is, it's going to be about finding what you enjoy creating things and, and living that out. But this old system has to die first and it's dying. That's all it looks like to me is it's dying. And I think things like we're very freaked out right now that the Supreme Court might end up being, we don't have to have a Supreme Court. Like, I know this is out there, but we don't yeah, have so the to have... Yeah, so the people that are like, you need to be upset because he's deciding the court that's going to reign for so, for so many more years. Yeah. And you're like, we don't even have to have it. And I think maybe you guys that's are just crazy, a smidge... That's crazy, Jessa. It is. It sounds crazy, but you guys are just a smidge too young to, to, to maybe fully remember how many things existed and were going to exist forever. And the internet just showed up and was like, no, you're not. No, you're not. This is a new world now. It's different. And it just wipes it out. The government as it stands was built by people for, for selfish bullshit reasons. It's built by a bunch of uh, fucking white dudes and in a, in a, a society that oppressed women and people of color. And it doesn't, it, it is not, it is not fact. It is not an innate part of reality. It's just something that a group of people generations and generations and generations ago put into place. It doesn't fucking have to be there. We don't have to have two parties. We don't have to do anything that we don't want to do. We just have to stop subscribing to the belief that it's real and it stops being real. Stop subscribing to the idea that this is important, that these people are powerful and decide that it's different and look how much has changed already. And I'm not saying like, I just don't really get into politics. I'm saying take that fucking douchebag off of his throne by no longer believing in his throne. Yeah. And I, I don't know. To me, I can just see it. I'm just like, you're, you guys are creating a completely different world than, and it's, and it's, it's perfect for you. I say you like I'm super way older than the millennials, but I mean, this generation has changed, has, has erased so many dichotomies just like the aliens talked about because the aliens talked about like these are all these dichotomies are not real these these uh parameters of this game do not actually exist and i was like i couldn't wrap my mind around that i'm like okay good and bad don't exist they are not actual uh things because you're in religion you're taught that like you have that jammed into your mind that the whole premise of reality is, is this good, good versus, versus evil. evil god versus the devil and what is the thing Light that everyone dark is starting to realize and even it's in fucking superhero movies 
is this melding of the light and the dark together and this this nuance and this idea that the the good guys aren't the fucking good guys. When I was in high school, I remember when I was making movies with Nick Dobson when we were 16, we were love to throw around the world the sorry, throw around the word moral ambiguity. That was like, oh, we wanted to be directors, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, yeah. I'm just really interested in stories that uh, explore uh, moral ambiguity. But uh, back then, I mean, it was still a, a, like a dumb, shitty 16-year-old take. But still, uh, I feel uh, like it's much more in the collective conscious uh, now. Yeah. People talk about it. That's uh, just way more accepted. Like, we won't... People reject movies that are too black and white people they're they're passe people are done with them they don't like they don't like stories about black and white they want people that are flawed and they want to see uh yeah but we've seen the two ends of that because that pendulum really swung where it was uh, the hero. We talked about this the other day in that meeting. You have the heroes, and then it was about the 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 bad guy, you know, and then you're kind of rooting for the bad guy, and now it's about this idea of this just nuanced uh, characters and gender. Gender was a big dichotomy that when the aliens talked about it, I, I didn't quite get it, and even a few years after that, I was like, oh, okay, you start seeing a lot more transgender stuff in the collective consciousness and 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 we started finding uh pushing boundaries on that and and pushing society towards evolution in that area and then now it's becoming you know now when when children are born we're questioning whether or not it's fair to assign them to one or the other and that is a very and then within feminism and the feminine age and the, and the collective consciousness on that, you know, it's a lot of men being shamed for having feelings. And now this is, we're, we're seeing that stereotype is starting to melt. And are you okay? I'm faded. Are you okay? Yeah. Well, we can stop. It was fire 20 minutes. So, and the, but it felt like it was already 40 minutes. And I looked and I saw that we were like, All right, ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Woodall has been disconnected from the Matrix by the reptilians, so it's just you and me. I can't be disconnected because I'm a reptilian hybrid, as previously mentioned. So now that I have the show to myself, there's a couple things I'd like to talk about. Number one, I'm wrong all the time on this podcast. I say words wrong. I define them incorrectly. I don't know anything about pop culture or geography or basically anything about the world I'm living in. I'm really surprised that I'm allowed to have a podcast. But anyway, uh, I just want to thank you for never mentioning it on social media. It means a lot to me. I'm sure you catch it all the time. And I catch it after we get done recording, right after I have confidently corrected Aaron, who was right about the thing. And I just wanted to say it means a lot to me that you never say shit about it. 
I like that we are a unified front of my incorrectness. Also, we're probably coming to your city. We are putting together a pretty extensive tour right now. We have a bunch of dates booked and we are probably coming to a city near you. So keep checking mormoninthemethhead.com and go to tour dates. But the ones coming up right now is Baltimore. Well, Parkville, Maryland at Sully's Comedy Center Cellar on, see, I had fucking words. On August 25th, we are at Comedy Sports Philadelphia on August 26th. Also, if there's pre-sale tickets available for these, I recommend you get them because some of these venues are small and some of these, like Philadelphia, is like halfway sold out already. August 31st, we are at the Duplex in New York City with a bunch of comics that are way more famous than we are. September 1st, I am in Port Clinton, Ohio, by myself. September 6th, we are at the South Bay Pub in Olympia, Washington. September 7th, we are at the Siren Theater in Portland, Oregon. That's another one I recommend getting pre-sale tickets. That one, uh, quite a few of those are already sold. The Mac Club in McMinnville, Oregon on September 8th. September 9th, Ryder Piano Bar in Spokane, Washington. September 10th, Etsy Bravo in Pullman, Washington. Um, we are putting together uh, Detroit and Chicago for October and a Texas tour in November. So keep checking back. Also go to our Facebook group. We have a Facebook page that you like, but you have to join the group. That's where everyone hangs out and talks about the podcast. Either that or the Mormon and the Method subreddit. And we also have Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, you give us five bucks a month and you get bonus episodes. So all the bonus episodes that are already in there. And then also uh, two new episodes a month on top of videos and stuff. We're getting more content put together for it. That is where we do podcasts with other people. We interview other people. We're going to be doing some swap casts with other big podcasters coming up. We, uh, the Aaron's on acid two. There was two podcasts from that night. So the second one is on there on top of a video of me just laughing and a podcast with our kids. So check us out in all of those spots. And in the meantime, this is Mormon in the Method saying, uh, Aaron usually does this part. I'm not good at it. If you put a Mormon and a Method together, this is what they sound like. So read our friends, listen to them talking to Mike. It's a good show. <laughs>